Hello, you're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And you have been listening to Punchline by Shokotan Dempa Gumi, which is the LP for Punchline. Um, but that's not what... Well, kind of sort of talking about that. This yeah. is our episode for fan service. Fan service? Yes. That, that little thing that some people love, some people hate, some people deal with. Uh, so suffice to say, this episode is going to be one of the ones that... One of the few ones you'll get from us that are kind of in the area of if you're listening to this with your children around, you probably don't want to. Uh, or if you're in a car and your kid's in the back seat, you don't want to listen to this episode with them. Because we're not going to be vulgar about things, but at the same time, we're going to bring up things that might make them question. So I just want to get that uh, disclaimer out there because we're always about being family friendly. But in order to talk about fan service, you kind of have to talk about fan service. So... Uh, that's, that's your warning. Um, just listen to us at another time or whatever, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's us. And we're from otakuspirit.com. You can go there for our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community at the top. Just click on the forum link, sign up, all that good stuff. And we also have our social media links on the right side at otakuspirit.com. Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump into it. This is, this is mostly an outline made by Chris, so I'm going to try to let him take over and not try to (laughs) jump in every two seconds. Um, but, uh... Yeah, why fan service, Chris? Why why are we talk about fan service? Oh, I I just just one of those things that I've I I as as you are more and more into the anime industry as a whole, you you tend to um you t- you see a lot of things that that just happens a lot and one of the things that a lot of people sit here and go I'm so tired of anime because of X, Y, and Z. And 99% of the time, the biggest offender is fan service. Fan service, moe, uh, uh, just talking boobs, talking boobs, anything that is objectify. That kid's too young. Why is yeah, he doing that? All that stuff is the main issue that is the problem with anime today. So I, I, I've, I've been thinking about it because I, I know that we, we will probably be hitting a, a uh, state of anime here pr- probably pretty soon. I know that we try to do that every year, but um, I, so I was thinking about that and I was, and Andrew was saying, what are we going to talk about today? And I was like, well, let me go ahead and throw together an idea. And- it was literally like Friday or Thursday. I'm like. I got nothing, by the way, because <laughs> it's been a very rough week because we had like tornado storms coming through, and I've just not been able to keep my mind straight. So, uh, yeah, it, it it was one of those topics that we've been kind of pushing around for a long time, uh, and we we kind of touched a little bit on it when we were doing our discussion on rating anime. Yep. Uh, but we didn't quite get into the guts of what fan service is via sexual franchise, and that's kind of kind of why we're here. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to kick us off? Sure. If you you've already kicked us off, but <laughs> <laughs> there's there's pretty much two general types of fan service. I mean, you may find other people who say there's other types of fan service, but there's two generally um, two ideas of fan service that are the mainstays, and anything else is pretty much outside of that. And these are the big guys, though. Uh, one is the sexual type fan service, and the other one is franchise. I'm going to call it franchise. It's probably not even called that, but for the purposes of this discussion, that's what we're going to call it. And the first one we're going to go into is sexual. 
because mm-hmm. it's the easy one to talk about. Everybody knows what sexual fan service is. Um, but in a way, it's it's your your panty shots. It's your your boob your boob jiggles. I mean, it's it's the things that have a an appeal to the targeted audience for whatever reason. Um, it's in a way it's, it's, it's supposed to be alluding to something, you know, sexual. That's, that's the idea. Um, in a way it's, it's, it's supposed to be pleasing to the eye. Um, the argument can be made that some of it is not quite so, (laughs) so appealing to the eye. (laughs) Some is cringing, but that is the intent of it. Yeah, it's either by uh, a story means, or we'll get into later, marketing means, um, most cases marketing means, um, or a case of just trying to kind of fill the gaps. Yeah. Or it could be its purpose, which uh, I kind of made a little outline at the end of all of his outline, um, kind of pointing out the different areas that it can be good. Yes, there's there's fan service, sexual fan service that can be good. I wouldn't necessarily call it fan service, but it's in the same realm. It's got the same... The same equipment, just different use. And this specifically is going to be to please the eyes, to 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 fill in those gaps, to entertain, or so to speak. Right. Um, but yeah, panty shots. Uh, I think panty shots are pro- and, and all this stuff is really going to be uh, different for every person. Every single one of these is going to be. Some might find certain things appealing. Some might find certain things uh, disturbing. Some might find things uh, sexual whatever innocent sexual marketing reasons all that kind of stuff they're all different but i think panty socks are probably one of the least offensive to me or or the most entertaining to me because it's it's one of those things that it's not going too far it's just a it's a hint yeah it's a and granted there's times where that's just too much so they the full-on shot when the person walks in the room or something like that that's a bit too much for me but the my prime example always is Norgami. Right. Just that quick peek kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You, you don't see it throughout the entire show except for maybe once or twice throughout in one, se- in one whole core. A quick peek kind of thing. It's just that, that I guess we were kind of hitting on with the writing anime thing is that, uh, that seeing something, seeing a side of a character that is more personal. Right. But Yes, it's creepy if you think about it really hard, but at the same time, it's just one of those things where it's just that little peek, and you you see something more of a character than they probably intended for you to see. Right, and 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 penny shots is one of those things. It's it's a little bit more attractive to me, and it, but at the same time, uh, like like I think I said at one point, it's like I at a certain point, it's like I've seen this one girl's panties so many freaking times. I I don't think she has any other pair of panties, but at the same time. I mean, if you ask me that that's that's the fan service that I enjoy. I mean, I I know that some people, uh, like I mentioned, the boob jiggle. I'm 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 sure there's somebody who finds that attractive for whatever reason. Um, but so I mean, in a way, I guess that is my fan service that works for me. But at the same time, I can I can get to a point where it's 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 just a little bit too much. Yeah, 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 definitely. I I agree there. I mean. That's why I said Norgami is like that that good point where it's just really quick here and there. But when you get to something that's uh, – I'm trying to remember one show. I can't think of the name of it, but there was this this blind character. And literally every two seconds, the panties were in his face because they were playing off the joke that he couldn't see. 
<laughs> but it was like, but I'm seeing it every two seconds. I'm way too familiar with these characters. On on your kind of joke there, sort of joke, is I can pretty much catalog the, this one wears the blue stripes. I mean, if you ask me to talk about the show, I'm going to say, uh, blue stripes came in the door and she was talking to red stripes. And, that, you and prob- I don't know where that's comes probably, teddy bear that's probably bad. That's probably bad if you're referring to the characters by their panties. <laughs> because I think I know their name. Or I know their panties more than their name because I see the, their, their panties more than I see their names spoken is really the, is the case. But, I mean, transitioning right into the next one, Boob Jiggle is definitely one that has never been a care for me. I think it's one of those things where it, I've seen too many cases where, and I guess it's kind of contradicting my previous talk about seeing shows that have too much not affecting the fact that I like it when it's quick peaks. But I've seen way too many cases where it's just, it's gravity defying, it's, it's anatomy defying, and it's and it's always so distracting, whereas a, a panty shot is a quick thing, usually. Or it's the talking butt. But the boob jiggle is just kind of, it's all over the place, and your eyes are trying to track both of them at the same time. <laughs> and this is getting so wrong. We're going to be really wrong after this one. But it's 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 never been something I've really cared much for. Because usually, usually it kind of lends itself right into the, the area of uh, out of place. Yeah. fan service where it's just there's something serious happening or there's there's gunfire going off and the character's running and then that happens and you're going oh, oh what did, did they say something <laughs> I, I i mean i don't mind a, a quick bounce it's it, that's fine but sometimes it just gets way out of control and it, it's like i I'm, I'm sorry i keep thinking of valkyrie drive i mean it <laughs> But it's it is it's it it's sometimes it just okay I mean, control I I think at some point I pointed out they were talking one of the girls was on the screen and her, her hand was leaning over the top of her chest because it was so large I mean and it's like okay at a certain point if you get you can you can get outside of the normal of reality and that is one of the worst cases when you're when you're trying so much to emphasize that trait so much that it doesn't physically or logically work and oh, I, so we're getting into actual oversizedness <laughs> it so goes right along in it. i mean i my example always is with the oversizedness is uh prison school here recently it was like she literally reached over to grab her whip that was under her other arm and her hand was tiny. It was constant. The, the shifting size was constantly there and it was like <laughs> the hand so tiny going across and it was just you were obviously trying to emphasize on the size of this and it was just yeah, it goes in, it goes in the realm of like the the joke of I, I don't think that she she her back should be terrible. <laughs> like, how could she carry those? I so, was I was joking about the church lady earlier, and <laughs> I, think I might throw a church lady in there every now and then. So so it, it just because it goes right along with it. Uh, what about the there's there's obviously the the fall and, and boob grab. Oh, we're gonna, we're skipping one. Okay, yeah, the the boob grab is just it, it's not necessarily a. It goes out of the realm of, yeah, technically everybody should have panties. Technically, most everybody should have chests. Hopefully. Um, doesn't matter no matter what size. 
But the, the boob grab is the one that's outside where you technically have to force that to be in the situation. Right. And then that comes to the element of why does it always have to be there? It's never been something I've ever liked. It's it's not necessarily the the act of doing that or how it could be wronging the other character. It's just one of those things where it just happens way too often and it really shouldn't be something that happens way too often. It's always... It's always felt like a let's just throw it in there. Like we're we're checking I, off that I, check mark that it happened. I don't I don't I don't argue that point. I I think that I think that yeah, you it is it is, is a little bit overused. Um but at the same time it is it does have this you just don't like the thing that's tacked onto the end of every single one of them. The, sl- the the beat the crap out of the guy because you, you <laughs> fell most of the time you caused the fall and he fell on you and your embarrassment is to lash out and beat the crap out of him <laughs> I, I I think that my my frustrations with it aside I I do understand the aspect of it it forces two characters to become uh more intimate. That's just like the 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 shower scenes, which uh, going right into uh, there's the crotch fall, which is another another one of these situations. The shower scenes. These these are all these are all awkward intimate moments. moments. I, intimate I call them awkward moments. moments. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it uh, awkward awkwardness. awkwardness. It causes awkwardness because it is an intimate um, situation that should not happen, and it is. Outside of the realm of what is a natural uh, interpersonal uh, interaction, and it, once you get outside of that, I mean, th- this this character is not being invited to that situation, and yet accidentally falls into that situation. That causes that awkwardness and that interpersonal transaction that d- is outside of normal means. That was the most clever and scientific way of putting it. This in, this transaction. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It, it, it. All I can think of is this lady at a register, and she's like, <laughs> "Here's your receipt. You 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 pulled it off. Good job, protagonist. <laughs> Here's your receipt. Uh, that'll be five slaps." <laughs> no, I just I was I just always wish they would kind of switch it up a little bit and at the same time it's also one of those things where whenever they have the they did have happens, they do switch it up by doing the crotch fall <laughs> no, see the problem with the crotch fall is it's always that my mind frame always has this diagram and it's it's that really cheap cheesy diagram that you would see in like a a driving training thing where it has the really crappy cg stick figures that get in the car or something like that they just kind of they just kind of shift into the car it's that where they're they're standing next to each other and then the the one of the figures which is pink kind of leans backwards and the blue one kind of leans towards her and then she just kind of flips in midair <laughs> upside down and then they fall on top of each other like that I've had way too many situations where they go to fall on each other, and I'm like, how did you end up like that? <laughs> the The mystery for the next five minutes of that show playing is me going, how? Wait, wait, <laughs> how is that physically possible? 
But anyways, no, the, the, the other thing that I kind of don't like about the, the boo grab or the fall on boo grab thing is the, I always hate the, the, the squeeze afterwards. It's like, yeah. what is this? It's like, seriously, dude, that it just, it, it's, it makes the character seem really stupid. Like you, you really don't get what you have in your hand right now. It's that, that part always bothered me as well. Um, but yeah, the, the, the walk-in also kind of goes in the line with that too. It's just the, oh, I just walk into a room and the bathroom that's not locked and there she is getting ready to take a shower or whatever. It's like, you don't know. I, 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 when you're in a household full of people, you usually have like a subtle in your mind where everybody's at. And even <laughs> then you kind of, you check things. It, it, if there's, if know. there's a Sundare in the house, it guaranteed I am not going in the Always bathroom. Always knock every single door. <laughs> Even if you're going to the kitchen, you will knock on go the kitchen door. Go hunt down the Sundare before you go to the restroom. <laughs> just just do, a, do a call out. Just say, hey, Sundare, where are you at? <laughs> I am leaving my room right now. Where are you at? I need a location. Just put a GPS on her. Just kind of slip it in her hair at some point and just keep track. That might be bad, too. <laughs> and this naturally goes into onsen scenes. The same animal. Uh, the only real difference is it's a uh, public bath. Same aspect. Um, Most they, of the other ones kind of a circumstances. Something happened or you're in a, a position where you shouldn't normally be and you're catching a, a glimpse of something you normally don't. This one's more of a... a it's happening. Let's bring you on in kind of thing. Right. Uh, the... the, the the onsen scene it moves into another animal in in which it's actually just showing a more pleasing to the eye type uh, aspect. It's 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 there more so that you can see the girls, generally girls. I'm sure there's there's fan service on the male side as well. So don't when I say girls, I'm just talking from my my Boy, aspect. We love. I mean, we had they had onsen, had, they had onsen in every episode. Come on, that was that was hot. <laughs> But my, my, my point being is that it's it's there more so that you can see these girls in, in towels. Uh, it, 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 this is fan service at its most base level. Um, that feeds right into the beach episode. Beach episodes tend to be the same aspect. They're, they're there so that you can see these girls generally in bathing suits or guys in their sh- swim trunks. No shirt on. No Hex. swim. Yeah, exactly. It, the, the, that that idea is so that you can see that um, it is literally at the most base for the fan. It is so that you can see this. Yeah, but the the onsen are the onsen shower is usually more personal. It's not yeah. what you're supposed to be seeing. Whereas the the swimsuit and stuff is more just see, let's see more skin and let's exactly. see like earlier boob jiggle. That's always <laughs> that's always there. Always always have to pan every single character on a swimsuit episode. You have to see the ups and downs of every single character. What are they wearing? What are they wearing? Or the back in the case of something like Cat Planet Cuties. Exactly. Because yeah, tail holes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've always. I've always been, I, I used to really hate beach episodes because usually with beach episodes, it was always, let's put a complete hold on the story and let's go have fun. And it was always, it always seemed completely pointless. It seems like more shows these days are kind of trying to throw in character development and some kind of situation to enhan- enhance it or they don't do the entire episode like they used to, completely devoted to let's just play beach volleyball, sit on the sand, put uh sunscreen on 
swim, teach somebody how to swim, might get a leg cramp out in the middle of the water and have to go save them. Now it's more maybe like five, ten minutes of the actual swimsuit stuff, and then let's move on to something else. Or we have a, a, a beachside house. Let's go there and talk a little bit. So it does seem like they're doing a little more, and I, I'm a little bit more accepting of it because of that. Mm-hmm. But there's still some shows that it's just, oh, here it is. This is the beach episode. Even when you just don't... What blows my mind is when you have a show that has absolutely no... The, the setting's not even there. Like, they're they're doing something completely different, and that they'll somehow figure out how to get you to that beach. <laughs> like, like uh, my big example that pops in my head right now is uh, Pilot's Love Song. It was like, these these people on a floating island going out to the edge of the world... And it's all about pilots and getting in the planes and relationships with the characters. And they somehow figured out how to have a quote-unquote <laughs> beach episode. That's all right. Uh, golden time. Uh, <laughs> excellent beach scene. Because they they went through the entire process of getting the, the swimsuits. They went to the beach episode and was rained out. <laughs> <laughs> was it was that a was that a haha i i don't know it worked i loved it it was great i the, the golden time did a lot of gr- good things so i can't really think of i mean I, I would like to kind of hit on some things that are kind of enjoyed but i didn't really think of it beforehand to list out some shows that have good examples of those things but I, for the most part if, if it's got a character in it that i really really like it's always good to have you know just yeah. It's just like changing uh, uh, clothes, uh, shopping clothes kind of things where they just come out and they show them in different outfits. And you're like, cool. I, I mean, Rage of Bahamut. I mean, I love that that girl in that, that show. And it was like you had this one moment where they just they're like, here, let's see them all in these different outfits. And it was what was cool about it is that she was technically wearing she was trying on outfits from different cards from the card game. They were different uh different characters from the card game and she was wearing their outfits <laughs> dressing them up like that it was like those little cool things where it's like it this fits both franchise and sexual uh fan service because yes. you're you're not really sexual but i mean she was she was weren't showing some skin but that was one of those cases where you you're devoted to those characters you want to kind of see that just because it's it's kind of that enjoyable i like saber and rin sasaka so yeah having a beach episode with them would be i'm totally in for it so i mean did we ever get one I think they had one in all of the Blade Works. I don't, I'm not 100% positive. I might I might just be thinking of... Uh, I'm almost liner. positive they had it in, in Dean. Oh, okay. It wouldn't be I don't remember. Movie. I'd have to go back. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, but Onsen... Uh, I mean, I've had a lot of cases where Onsen's side just don't want them. Uh, Brynhildr kind of ruined Onsen's for me <laughs> recently, but... Um, yeah, I mean, Onsen's on the same boat. I mean, it, Onsen's are just really a, a case where you're kind of pushing a little further yeah most of it most cases it's just towels then you have the cases where they're just completely naked in there um earlier memories of that with like tenchi moyo and whoa kind of moments (laughs) uh utawara mono like those ones there was a lot of them in that one i think those were mostly ova though yeah those those were ova yeah anyways so okay i we got yours coming up i'm gonna go ahead and get my last one, my last two out of the way. Um, <laughs> these are the more naughtier side, but um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with the what the quote unquote what really is happening there. 
Yeah, when he, when I first seen this quote, my my initial thought was uh, the misunderstandings or the moment where the characters like listening in on somebody and they're just completely blowing the situation out of proportion. They might see in their mind what they think they see. Uh, the um, here recently, Utuwaramono uh, Itsuwari no Commons. She had you have the quote unquote Fujoshi girl who is listening in on these two guys on the other side, and she immediately has these big fantasies about. And you see these these two portrayals of the characters, male characters, and they're all on top of each other, and they're going, "Oh, your your body," kind of that kind of stuff. It, it's those moments where they had the 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 it might not even be happening, but there's still the implied nature there. Mm-hmm. And I also brought up. Prison school, where they have the whole scene where the guy walks in the the shower, and you know one guy's reaching down for something, and he hurts himself, and he and the guy leans over to help him, and he's seeing the guy from outside seeing something and and misconstruing it as something completely erotic, and, and that's really what it is. It's it's the innuendos that, that um, my my point. Um, what I was implying was it's uh, not really happening, but yeah, you can get the you idea. You can get what the idea of what they were going for. And my scene was the the popsicle scene with Poppy and uh, in uh, Monster Girls. It, it's it's those scenes that they're implied to be sexual in nature, but there's not really anything the fanny happening. Pack on uh, uh, Fruit of Grisaya, that whole implied thing there where she's down really low on him as he's standing there. Um, uh, I think Two Love Rue did the whole popsicle scene thing. <laughs> Two Love Rue did everybody, all kinds I mean, of it's stuff. Just, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I've never liked the popsicle thing, especially with Poppy. It was like, oh, this is just, I don't, it's just, I, I, I've never liked that. I've, I've, never, I've never liked the whole idea of the insinuati- insinuation they're doing with that and with Frederick Side. It just always seems... It seems uh, degrading to the female character more than any other thing I've really seen with with fan service. It for me personally, like I said, all this stuff is very subjective to whatever you think. And for me personally, that implied element is just something that I always see as degrading the female character. Of course, we're not really expecting much from Monster Girls, but. <laughs> <laughs> that that goes right into the next one because uh it it reminds me of a couple of scenes uh strangely enough uh it usually popsicle sticks they always have them melting and when it melts it lands on the girl in some inopportune way so and they have to say ew that's sticky <laughs> But yeah, that that happens constantly. It uh, that uh, I, a matter of fact, a completely not even really fan servicey show um, was uh, Kofuku Graffiti, uh, the Cooking Girl show yeah. a couple seasons ago. Uh, she was in a onsen eating a popsicle, and naturally, it was dripping all over her. Um, I my another scene that I remember was uh, the I couldn't become a hero. Couldn't so couldn't I become a hero. I, there's a particular scene where it there's was just out of... There's a lot of scenes in that of, one. Yeah, there is a lot of scenes. with the sticky. But sticky one scenes. in particular, that completely out of the random, they were fighting a slime monster and exploded, and all the girls in the show had sticky stuff on them. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a common thing. It happens a lot of shows, but it's, it's one of those things that you, we all know what it's implying, but it does it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of goes alongside with the, the popsicle stuff. It's just 
never really cared for it personally. It just kind of just ends up being an element of degrading character, in my opinion. But again, that's my opinion. It probably is definitely not what's intended. Of course, you would know what's intended. Um, is that all we have for sexual Except for yours. types? Except oh. for yours. Well, I, I kind of threw uh, Yuri and Yaoi. That's kind of encompassed with a lot of this stuff is just kind of the element of Yuri and Yaoi is always it's it's doesn't seem like it's really ever I mean yeah some people can throw one or two examples I, I know if I've already had some people uh, throw some examples at me but pretty much all cases of Yuri and Yaoi specific types of shows or elements in shows is always there for this simple service of sexual fan service. It's it's this, a simple case of look at these. They're not saying look at this romance between these two girls. They're saying look at these two girls. You know, kiss on Isn't each other. Isn't that hot? Don't. That, <laughs> it's not look at the romance between these two guys. That's romantic. It's look at these two guys bare chested rubbing on each other. It's is never really technically used for a purpose. It's always for fan service. Um, and that kind of was thrown in the idea of technically Fujoshi characters and I didn't really have a name for a male Fujoshi so I just call it hentai. They always call them hentais whereas they call the females Fujoshis. They're not really well technically that can be perverted. Well Fujoshi There could be hentai girls. It's just Fujoshi. I didn't have a no name. Fujoshi is technically uh rotten girl. Rotten woman, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean usually when you have a Fujoshi character it's playing the same thing. They're just kind of playing off the yaoi elements. They're just obsessed with that and they're constantly thinking of that. And the perverted male characters constantly thinking of that and fantasizing about that. Like, uh, Katori-san and that perverted little wolf <laughs> that's always thinking of her in inappropriate ways. Um, that's, that's pretty much all I had really was in that. It's just the element of Yuri and Yaoi is, is usually to serve a purpose of fan service. So, all right. So now we go into franchise. What is franchise? Franchise is kind of the idea of... This is what I used to think fan service was yeah. about. I mean, <laughs> back when I was an innocent boy and playing video games, fan service was, oh, there's a Pac-Man in my game. Yay! Yep. <laughs> that That is, in a nutshell, that is what uh, franchise uh, fan service... For the idea of this, if it's called something specific... There's probably some technical name. I'm not a technical writer. I just, this is what I know it, and I consider it. Um, so, if, like Andrew was saying, Pac-Man in my other game, or... Um, Miss Monochrome and Girlfriend. Exactly. Give a great example. Or or the, uh, I can't think of his name now, the, he was in a show last season, and he was in Miss Monochrome this week, so. Randomly showed up. Just little... Munchkin guy. I don't remember what his name was. <laughs> I can't think of it either. He's I'm, he's tied into a lot of stuff, especially with Miss Monochroma stuff. So I know he just recently got Crunchyroll, Crunchy Chun on there as well. Hime Chan, I think, is Crunchyroll's character. <laughs> yes, Hime. Um, but product placement, I mean, are you also talking about like uh, Pizza Hut in Pizza Hut. Geass? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, uh, whether they like it or not, McDonald's and, and McDonald's, Ronald, it's Ronald all McDonald's over the place. in uh, in uh, Showman Sample. That was weird. <laughs> the the creepy the creepy Colonel KFC guy likes to show up in a lot of cases too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's usually the product placements. I I, re- I just remember seeing Pizza Hut was. Attack Pizza, on Titan. Pizza is, Hut was brilliant. Attack on Titan has taken over Burger King millions of times. 
<laughs> but uh, Pizza Hut, I think, is one of the ones I've seen the most of in my entire history of anime. Because for, for the longest time there, Pizza Hut was making this huge move to Japan. And they they were just hitting the anime. They said they wanted a character to be eating pizza and have a Pizza Hut box. They mm-hmm. were not shy of it. It was always there. I mean, tons of pictures of, of CC with, with pizza and fan service ways. Yep. <laughs> in both franchise and sexual. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess the references of other franchise would really be in your, your element of monochrome and yeah, in another place. I mean, I that's really something that's really rare. It's usually cross-referenced in a particular show, like having, you know, Rinta Saka show up in Fate Collide Liner or... Uh, Tenchi Moyo having a character show up in one of the OVAs. I've I've never really seen a case where there here's these two product these two completely separate things, and suddenly if you look in the background you'll see a character and you're like, hey, that's that that character. Oh, this crossovers very, very rare. Yeah, crossovers actually uh, supposedly um, there is a crossover for Monogatari and and. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what the other one was. Uh, False. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Onodera's in it. Yeah, uh, Nisekoi. Nisekoi. Oh my gosh! Why did I not think of that? But yeah, uh, supposedly there's a crossover between uh, Monogatari and uh, and Nisekoi. You no, know, I'm, I'm more I'm more talking about like subtle ones where you you see a character walk by. But yeah, those I, are cameos. I can see like huge crossovers. But I'm, yeah, I'm more talking about cameos. Cameos, cameos, you see a lot. Um, usually, they're they're in, and this is going right down down my list. We're already going right through all the entire. Yeah, thing. I, I, I for some reason uh, read read the second one. Uh, product placement references to other franchises. Uh, that that that's kind of like a a character. He'll be spouting off some random thing. It's usually an otaku that does it, and he'll. He'll randomly blah blah about mecha stuff or something like that. It's it's how they do that kind of stuff. Um, some of them will actually do homages to another writer. They'll actually model their entire uh, entire part of a show or maybe even the entire episode. They'll just model it after a certain character, a certain person that they. Um, It'll it'll be modeled after a certain uh, a certain uh, director or a artist that they hold in esteem. So they'll do an entire homage to that uh, that artwork. There's also the the um, cameos, like Andrew was mentioning, um, the crossovers. Those those have have a lot of a lot of places. Um, franchise shipping. Uh, bleh, go right into shipping. Franchise can also be in shipping or. Um, uh, canonizing ships where they will imply uh, relationships between two characters or they will uh, actually canonize those those actual relationships by actually putting those two together. Uh, this is usually involving um, it's baiting the 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 um, the fan into liking different characters or inviting them to fan over this one character instead of fanning over another character. It's 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 different things like that. Yeah, one character might be, apply itself better to to the fandom if if it only had more um development and they might go ahead and just kind of run those routes cuz you were talking about uh alternate 
routes in OVAs and stuff like that. And I'm, the one that always comes to mind immediately is, you know, like Tomoyo After or or Rio After uh, Clanad stuff where you, you're seeing, oh, what if he actually got together with, with Tomoyo like, you know, the visual novel has you able to do where they end up making the, the Tomoyo After story an entire game in itself. But yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. And I mean, that that also lends itself well to one of those bigger elements of creating fandom behind a show. And it's kind of allowed over there is the whole idea of the uh, people taking their stories and, and making complete, often erotic versions of manga just to sell and create that fandom a little more. But when I seen you kind of bringing up the franchise thing, my immediate thing was uh, shows that technically are built around the idea of serving to promote something that's actually physical where, yeah, we're going to get into like figures and stuff later, but there's like Rage of Bahamut is specifically something created from a card game to build or a, a mobile game to build up hype for that show by rock is specifically built after a mobile game to, you know, highlight it. Blade and soul is specifically made to highlight an MMO. So there's always an element where there's that that cross between an actual property outside of anime that there well, of course and of course yeah, the joke that you made <laughs> by all by all accounts that lends itself to all anime is fan service because it's all generally built around the idea of selling a manga so it is it's people who like that manga it's fan service for them yeah or a uh, uh, disgusting heap of something that destroyed something they love so much <laughs> often, quite often uh, yeah in most cases it, it never leads up to their expectation I'm sure I'm going to experience that here soon whenever they do the the silent voice uh, manga I'll, I'll, I'll have my first experience of something adapted into an anime that'll probably not exceed my expectations <laughs> <laughs> so just, just to go into uh, just flowing into the next part we have levels of fan service. Uh, this is going a little bit harder to describe without, because we don't want to get n- nasty, but uh, you have first level, I would say is probably light fan service. This is usually along the lines of probably the skirt goes up. The skirt goes up. The, 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 what is that? The forbidden zone. What did you, you call it? What was it called? The, Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's... <laughs> the measurement between the, 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 the no, stocking it's, and the... It's, tec- it's technically, specifically the area between the top of the stocking and the bottom of the skirt. <laughs> it's a zone. It's a zone. And the next level would probably be etchy. This is more than likely your your panty shots. You're, you're, you're getting into the realm of where you're actually... Kind of getting naughty, but not actually. You're seeing something you should. Yeah, exactly. Like if you if you walked up to this character, most characters. I'm not gonna say all characters. Most characters, you walk up to them and you go, "Can I see this?" They're gonna probably slap you. <laughs> Coursing with lightsabers, you see, "Can I see your 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 zone?" They're gonna probably slap you too. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go into the next level, which is your innuendos. This are like. Like I was talking about earlier, this is... Well, I was uh, also going to point out with the, the etchy, there's also the, the low-cut shirt. You kind of see the, the cleavage at the top. There's also, the like, again, the, the males where they, they're showing more skin or pecs or whatever you want to call it. 
<laughs> we're not sex person in that area, so we're, we're trying here. <laughs> and then innuendos, I'm sorry. Then you go into innuendos. This is at where you're actually implying sexual acts. This is... Uh, it can be from discussions that are inappropriate to actual implied sexual acts that are not actually happening, uh, but things that are happening. Like like food wars and, 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 and foodgasm, as they say. <laughs> then you go into might as well be hentai. <laughs> Which also could be food wars. <laughs> Which also could be. Uh, this, these are the, this is the level where you're actually into the point where nothing's really held back. Uh, you got... Generally, it's still stopped by panties or um, just before it shows the nipples or something like that. It's always to that level where it's just before and then it stops. Um, but innuendos are definitely involved in these these shows and might as well be anti. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite sure if you were where you were going with between this one and 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 the white screen to death because it's kind of they're kind of in the same area because I'll, I'll I I always do the might as well be a hentai being in the ones like uh you know uh new devil where they're technically running rubbing all off on each other yeah there's a a, a a serving point to it they're not technically going all out but they're technically going all out you <laughs> yeah. might as well kind of thing. Yeah, and white screens of death are just it's so it's so past stickers the point. everywhere. Yeah, stickers everywhere. There's sensor bars. bars. Yeah, yeah. I missed where in in the middle of the day. I mean, <laughs> how is that mist following them around? <laughs> Some really weird mist. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go. You're you're full out. You're hentai. I mean, that's. Uh, no, 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 getting around it. Uh, it explains itself. I don't think that you can really. <laughs> don't Google that. Yeah, you don't need, Google you need explanation. I don't know. So, how about in? I think that was pretty much easy. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that was really just a bullet. Uh, then we go into the franchise levels of fan service. You got your referential. That's like I was talking about earlier, where a character will usually talk about something that is in another franchise. And that, and that was I kind of missed that point in the last time we talked about it. But it, it's it's one of those difficult things apparently for anime to do in Japan, technically uh, for Japan to do uh, is reference other shows because as we've seen with uh, uh, Osamatsu-san. Uh, Osamatsu uh, here with this season, they made a bunch of very blatant references without covering them up or obscuring them in any way, and they don't technically have that allowed in their laws. So usually, whenever you see a show and there's talking about something, and you see like a little cutout of a, you know, it obviously looks like Masato Katsuragi from uh, uh, Neon Genesis, and she has that blur bar across her mm -hmm. face. And you see the bleep happen when they when they mention their name, like oh I, that reminds me of beep beep beep, and you see the character pop up on the screen. That's because they're not allowed to show yeah, Masato exactly. Katsuragi. Uh, it's so that blurring is to prevent that that from being referenced as being a copyright infringement. So if you see, it happens a lot in the comedy shows where they'll be, they'll be throwing references left and right. Oh yeah, I just watched some beep beep beep, and you see a Gundam mecha sitting there. You obviously know they're talking about Gundam. Um, that's because they're just not allowed to have that there. So re referencing in anime to other franchises, very difficult thing. 
specifically other properties, so to speak, but not technically franchising. Franchising, I would really kind of put it in with uh, referencing, you know, like, I, the only one that's popping in my head right now is uh, Selector Infected Wick Sauce. They're de- de- technically referencing this card game that is actually sold. Yes. Um, th- I guess Rage of Bahamut did the same thing where they had technically whenever they fought something, they turn into cards. And technically, I guess that could be referencing as well. The characters are all cards that you can technically battle with. So. Uh-huh. The next one would be, the next level would probably be Cameo. This is actually a, where you see a character walk by or... They may or may not. It's usually not going to happen. They're usually not going to interact with the cameo character, but the character may be there. Like Girlfriend and and Monochrome. Uh, The last one is Crossover, and this is is one of the least seen. Uh, Like like we were saying earlier, I think that Baki Monogatari and and, uh, uh, Nisekoi, (laughs) I can't say. I don't don't think that one's... I think that's just a, a... an advertising joint thing. They, don't, they didn't actually make any show out of it, right? No, I thought I actually did. Oh, I thought it was just a cross media. It was thing either it was either that or Nisekoi and, and Monogatari Ori Monogatari. Um, it was one of the two. I don't. I don't think they actually made a show. But anyway, it uh, may have been just a manga. I mean, I I just I know that something one of those crossovers has happened, and I don't know if it's manga or show. I thought it was show, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really think of any examples of. I mean, yeah, I think I, I think there have been some mecha related ones, but I haven't really, I don't really recall any. Here is characters from this show, and here are characters from this show, and they're coming together to do some goofy thing together. It's they're usually. I, yeah, I guess they're, I guess they're rarely ever actually. Ha- uh, it, like I said, it's a very rare thing because they, you're actually bringing two universes together, and that's not. Something that's well, and you're also normal. you're also technically bringing two franchises, two mangas, two written sources, two possibly two studios, which never gonna. All I can see is, all I can see is if one company has both franchises and they're allowed to do whatever they want with them. Right. Actually, I did think of uh, Detective Conan versus Lupin Third. That was one. Yep. Um, but apparently the. <laughs> Nisekoi Monogatari thing, I think, is supposed to be an April Fool's joke. So, who knows? It, it might have turned into something. I don't. We we. My memory sucks. So, <laughs> too bad. Uh, what are we what are we going from here? We're going into the real debate. The real debate. It's where the 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 stuff hits the fan. Yes. The fur flies. Yes. The furries are flying. Yes. No, I don't think that's what it is. They do fly sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, feathery does definitely. Sometimes. <laughs> Takes a lot of energy. So, the, the, the question then becomes, after all is said and done, what is fan service? And most people will automatically say... It's fluff. It's uh, it's filler that uh, that just takes up space in the or takes up time in the show, but is not actually moving any story. It's not it's not really doing. And the, so the question then becomes, what is uh, basically story versus fluff? Story versus fluff. Hmm. You mean like there's actual fan service that can be storyful? Uh, I think it's possible. Or you just mean the, what's, what's the boundary between too much and too little? 
Yeah, I guess. Can I be too little? Can it be too little? I I, I think that fan service can give you story, um, but I do do see the line where fan service can be just fan service just to sell the figures, just to sell the characters. And that and that's that that's where I have the hardest time with the idea of uh fan service cannot possibly um develop. I I do think that it is possible to use that those tools to actually develop a character but at the same time I do understand that sometimes you get a little bit tired of seeing the same things over and over and over again. Yeah, you have like multiple points here and I'm kind of struggling with uh answering that question cuz it's really just going to get into all the the different points you have here so. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want me to jump around in there or not. Just just go with what you feel. <laughs> The debate that always comes up is, is fan service worth or not? Of course, we've already hit on it several times before, several other uh, podcast episodes. Is the, the point of fan service is to sell stuff. It's to sell the show. It's to sell the figures. It's to sell the franchise as a whole to an audience that would find that stuff appealing. It is, it's, a, it's sex appeal. It's sex sells, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I guess I, I, I do have in my later notes, really this case of technically there's cases where I wouldn't call it fan service, but it serves a purpose to telling a part of a story. Um, but I guess we'll get into that later. Um, but I guess, I guess the, the thing is really it fan service in a nutshell, technically for story wise, never really serves a purpose unless it is a serious use. If it is a, it is any other case besides a serious use. It's always for the sake of selling, uh, a franchise or property to people who would find that appealing. Um, anything outside of that, it is just for that sake. It's to fill those little gaps. It's it, when it, with it's comedy. It's always used in awkwardness. It's always used in sexual awkward humor. In a case of a serious show, it is there to uh, please the eyes in between story points or in between action points. It's when there's a my, my example here recently was Sakano had to raise a boy and girlfriend. Uh, what they did there was basically have all these, uh, they weren't showing it really anything most of the time, um, shots of different angles of these female characters while they were doing these long strains of conversation. They, with uh, Bakemonogatari, they would have these long conversations, usually about the fan service aspect, uh, while these long drawn out conversations are going is to give the person something to look at while they're, something besides a, a flapping mouth on the screen at all mm-hmm. times. So that, that, I mean, it, it does it serve a purpose. Generally, no. It's just it's it's for the sake of selling something, or attaching to a character, or showing you something that not everybody gets to see about that character. Getting more personal with a character, um, and whether you believe that's damaging to the character or not, I mean, guess that's really up to yeah, you. That that's all in the behold, the eye of the beholder. So I mean, I, I like I said, I can't, I can't. I can't argue the point that, I mean, because there is a lot of times where it's done too much. I mean, there's no getting around it. I mean, if 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 a character has fallen down and done a boot grab 15 times in one show, yeah, I mean, there's only 12 episodes. So at least one of those, you had to have done it twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, my point being is sometimes it can get over excessive. Um, but at the same time, the the some of those interactions can... Uh, enhance your uh, enjoyment of that character 
and therefore help you to be able to invite that character into your heart, for lack of a better term. It doesn't necessarily have to be there, but sometimes it is... It's one of those things that's just kind of there to smooth it over and make it a little bit easier for you to accept that character. Yeah. I kind of point out in our rating anime thing that technically there's a case where it's technically a, an icebreaker. Like you have yeah. two characters that will never would never communicate whatsoever to each other. And then something happens and it forces them to address each other. Like uh, in the case of something like Chivalry of Fell Knight or, or uh, Asterisk War here in the season... Yeah, technically, both had that same scene where they they came in on them while they were changing. And if it was a case where he just knocked on the door and gave her her handkerchief in Asterisk War, or uh, he just came home and she knocked on the door saying, oh, hey, I live here too, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, well, I guess in the case of Chivalry Fell Knight, it's a different story. But with Asterisk War, it forced them to, to have to go to another location and address the fact that he or or the duel to force the the idea that she he's seen her changing and she is going to get back at him. They have a duel. That's where she discovers more about him. The other lady comes up and addresses him and takes him off. I mean, this is forcing something to happen where normally, yeah, technically he would probably just have, here's your handkerchief and probably never see each other ever again. Right. But because they had that fan service moment, they have to address it. Or you have the element of some shows where they use that as an excuse to have a character stick around. We couldn't find a purpose for why this character would want to hang out with this protagonist. Oh, well, let's have where he sees her naked and she says, I can't get married anymore. I guess I have to stick with you kind of thing. Right. These are all really stupid reasons and they're terrible writing, but that's that's the purpose that it serves. And that, and of course, in most of those shows, fan service is a huge part of its appeal. Right. It's It's... It's it's the the old age old thing of I I I read Playboys for the articles. <laughs> you can either you can either dodge it or you can just say I just I just watch it because it's that's appealing I guess that's really the thing. <laughs> so then we go into the moification of anime. That is the objectification versus story. Story question mark question question story. <laughs> Lead me into this one. So. We've got objectification, which we we acknowledge it. It's there. It's a part of anime. It's not going to you're not going to get around it. There's the the idea of the lollycon. Uh, that's an animal that I'm going to set off to the side here, and maybe we'll d- dig into that in a little bit. Uh, the pitanko, uh, the 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 girls with the chest larger than the rest of her body. I mean. The pecs. The, the pecs. I have to keep the, bringing the pec up so the we make sure we got both sides. <laughs> the, um, it, these, the idea that the character is just there for to be an object of sex. That's it. That's all that character is there for. Um, I think that we've mentioned, we've, we've called him the Moe Blob. Uh, the character who has nothing more to contribute to the story. Are we going for specifically that, or are you just making that one of the examples? That's just one of the okay. examples. <laughs> the The idea is that those characters are there. Can you have objectification in a story without without losing the story? Mm. Like, uh, it, it, yeah, the 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 Moe Blob, quote unquote, is I guess the worst example. I mean, it's the it's the it, I guess it's one of the most 
telling of all these things. It's really that case of uh, you have a story being told, and then here comes this, insert this one character. And like I was mentioning earlier, that one character that had no purpose to the story or reason to follow the main character, but the fact that he walked in on her, she can't get married, so she's going to follow her. That's usually a Moe Blob thing. It's just it's just a one character who has really no traits whatsoever. They don't add anything to the story. They they don't seem to have any... They don't have a, a purpose that they're going to build up for that character. They just seem to be there because they're cute. And they fall over on themselves every two seconds. They're klutzy, and their whole appeal is just that. Yeah, just just because they're a sex object. That's it. And and that's that's one of those things that when it goes into objectification, you, a lot of people are upset with the idea of a character who is just an object. Can a character just be an object? Is 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 a good question. I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, no matter how you look at it, these are characters in a story. I mean, if the the person wants to tell his story and he wants a moe blob in there, <laughs> in my opinion, by all means, have a moe blob. Don't don't expect me to like her. I mean, <laughs> you'll like her. I, I <laughs> he will go through rotting hell for that character. <laughs> I, I mean I I've, I've always I've always gotten a kick out of I mean I I make it because I, I I have fun with the idea of the lollycon I I think it's fun um, but I do know that there is a lot of bad connotations that are that that are implied by that term I I don't I don't hide the fact I I don't find a little girl sexually attractive I don't I I just don't but. I can't. I can't deny that if a little girl was to come up and has pouty eyes, I'd probably fall all over myself trying to give them everything that they wanted. That's a different animal, and but at the same time, the idea of objectification implies that there is a sexual desire for that character, and I, I, I think that it's 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 one of those things. That it's a very dangerous area to 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 dance around in, and. If you start saying that you're that this character is objectified, that implies that in some way that character is a desirable trait, and I think that's very you have to be very careful with that. Yeah, um, I mean, it, one of the strongest the, the the worst thing in in a show is to have potential wasted, and I think that's one of the biggest issues with the idea of uh, just turning a, a, a character into an object is you, you expect more from the writer. You you want something to happen. But yeah, that does go back to our debate before where technically this is a piece of literature, it's a piece of uh, of writing that somebody wanted to tell a certain story and this is that character that was in that story. Uh, call it lazy writing. It could it could poss- it could definitely be lazy writing. Um, but you're you'd kind of jump right into the lollycon thing and that's like a whole different beast in itself is the the element of of age limit that we that we kind of have an issue with with two different cultures or, or multiple cultures actually right. is we've we talked about it before the the age of consent is lower in Japan um, they find youth and beauty they find more desire and, and attractiveness in youth whereas a lot of other cultures that is a no no stay away from it uh, you must you must stay within this boundary not to mention they're in a lot of their culture looks very young to yeah as as it is I mean right. Um, I have remember it's, it's kind of sort of a side tangent, but I've heard somebody talking about uh, 
a, a survey they did for uh, a Dead or Alive character or something like that, uh, a fighting game character, and of all the choices, the the highest ranking was the one that had the smaller chest. And it's like, that's, I mean, that, that's just... <laughs> I don't. I don't want to point fingers, but I've I've always known Japan for being known as most of the women not having huge chests, and that was that's one of the reasons why I think they have so many large chest characters in in anime is because they just think that that's something that's never there, and they want to throw that in there because it's that des- that's that desire for that thing, yeah, yeah, exotic. Um, but when you attach that to the anime, of course, the most case with the the age thing, how them looking younger. Um, it does. It does push into the realm of that. Definitely looks like a very, very young girl. Or you have cases like uh, uh, Denki guy, where oh, they're all working at the store. They're actually twenty, and they all look like they're five. I mean, it's just it's it's a difficult thing to dance around. And they they Japan is definitely not known for for subtlety and 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 and, and trying to be correct in some way. They. They just do what they want to do. This is the story they want to tell. This is the character art they want to do. They're technically this age, but they're not kind of thing. Um, but when you start getting into the realm of younger and younger, 13, again, is that that bracket point where just, you, most of your shows are in the, the middle school, junior high-ish age room because that's that that youngest point where it's still legal kind of thing. And it it's just something that's they like that youth they like uh reliving their childhood they like the high school days they want to they want to go for that bracket now technically for me yes if a character does look like dinky guy i had a huge problem with dinky guy why was mostly because they look like they were five um but there's also some cases where a character is supposed to be older but they're they're technically they look younger uh, we had here recently somebody pointed out with uh, 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 showman sample that the the girl on that show she's supposed to be a certain age, but she looks like she's you know six or something, uh, and she's taking off her clothes constantly. And it's like it really jumps into an area there where I'm not really sure what to say without treading on thin ice because I've I've in my long life on this earth, I've had several cases where I've had to babysit kids and kids that are about that age looking in height and, 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 you know, in the six range or whatever, that, that young age. And yeah, there's cases where they'll just take off their clothes and they think it's normal. They don't, they don't know yet. So it was, it was sad, but also comical at the same time where, we didn't even really note that. I mean, yeah, Chris noted that she would take off her clothes, and it wasn't really, uh, uh, didn't it did kind of bother him. But it was like a, I didn't even it didn't even phase me because yeah, I I, I just seen him as a parent in that show. And granted, they could totally be going that they could totally be going for a lollicon audience. They could totally be going for, ooh, I have this very young looking character. Look at her, she's naked. But when I was watching the show, all I could see was that he was taking care of her. He w- they weren't showing sexual positions. They weren't sexualizing her. He was just putting the clothes back on like you would with a, an actual child that you're babysitting or your actual child. Where they run around there naked and they don't know that it's wrong. And you're like, well, people are coming over here. Put this on. Um, get some clothes on kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's troublesome in the fact that, yeah, there's cases where I can see that they're obviously sexualizing a character that looks very, very young. And they could say that it's not that young. 
And at the same time, there's cases where, uh, like also, uh, Haganai, they had the, the sister in that one runs out of the shower naked, and it's like, all they can think of is there's his little sister running out of the, I, I have his mind frame of there's a little sister running out naked, and she needs to put some clothes on. Or, uh... Ilya walking into the 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 bath. Well, there is there was a stark off. contrast there because you also had the other girl running through the the room and she yeah. and she quickly stopped. Her. She yeah. no, she quickly stopped and put on uh, her uh, her her robe and and freaked out over the fact that the guy was there. The sister didn't even care. Right. And then you have shows like uh, Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, the the whole scene Ilya going into the ba- uh, the bath. It's like all I see there was a girl going to take a bath and they were talking about something. And then I see the things where they're just up in arms about it. Uh, so there is, there's a, there's a, there's, it's just a very bad thing to have to deal with and talk about because you have two elements. One, do you find this offensive? I Do you not find this offensive? And then you have the, were they actually going for that or were they not actually going for that? And you're constantly trying to uh, sync yourself up with the mindset of the person that created it. They could have ill intentions or they could not. They, uh, you could see their ill intentions, or you can, might not, or you might see Ooh. ill intentions of things that aren't technically sexual. And we kind of were talking about this before the podcast, and I've ranched about it several times. Um, I'm sorry, I'm rambling on because I'm I'm getting points in my head, and I want to spew them out before I forget them. Uh, there's this element of technically everything is it can be sexualized. Um, I remember a long time ago, my mom told me at some point, uh you do realize that there are some people out that out there that will find Mennonite women to be sexual in their full-on cover. And it's like, yeah, technically, yeah. I mean, there is always going to be somebody who will sexualize everything. So even if you... Who calls the boundaries, Is I guess, is the thing. And how do we create the boundaries? And how can we say one thing is right, one thing is wrong, especially with the cultural gap? Right. What I was getting ready to say is... Uh, there, that was a whole lot of re- bunch of stuff. I hope everybody caught that. I remember, I remember at one point uh, hearing a discussion involving uh, a, a certain show. And hopefully you'll, you'll catch which show I'm talking about. I'd rather not say specifically that show. Um, but it had younger girls. And they, this particular episode, they, were, they had angles and they were lingering on those angles for certain amounts of time. And so, therefore, it was automatically deemed fan service shots because of that particular scene. And it's like, you know, it's frustrating because, you know, when me and Andrew are talking about this show, we think it's a really good show, or we may think it's not a great show, or whatever. But when when we hear this 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 rant about fan service, and it's like, I totally didn't get the fan service out of that. Andrew right. may have, you may have caught the fan service in that particular scene, but I didn't. And it, and then I wonder, okay, is, is there something wrong with me? I mean, yeah, I, I, I think we've kind of mentioned the idea of being desensitized to it, where I know when I first came into, uh, back into anime here, uh, I don't know, five or so years ago, I, I had so many shows that when it would come on, I would go, this is just, all I'm seeing is butts, all I'm seeing is chest. And at some point, I do realize that I'm going... Yeah, technically they did kind of show that angle, and I just kind of kept going with it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't sit there and go, ooh, ooh, ooh there's a butt right in front of the camera. No, it, it's just a, there's that angle, and we're we're talking about something, and I'm busy trying to soak in what they're talking about. I'm not going pause it so I can look at this real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great angle. 
no, I'm 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 taking in the story and they're giving me unique camera angles is what I call it. Like a Sakano thing that I was mentioning earlier. It's like yeah, technically all those angles are are naughty angles, but at the same time it's just giving you a variety of things to look at while they're just talking. Right. And they're not going to show a chair like Shaft does. Yeah. Well, Shaft does show a lot of other things too. I would rather I would rather different angles than a chair or a cup. Well, like 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 I said, or a kind eraser. Of, it it or scissors. Still gives you the presence of the characters talking. You're still feeling like you're in the room with them. Whereas if they're just gonna show, you know, people running on a, the playground outside, you're you're kind of taking away from the environment they're talking in. It's hard to explain, but it, it's it's it is what it is, I guess. So the the question then becomes: Is it possible to have story and still have fan service? It, that's another depends on the people and the weight of what it is. I mean. I've had a lot of cases where it just seems like there's so much fan service that they never get a chance to tell me anything. Or I I think there's going to be a good story in there, and then we deal with, you know... The, well, the, the one that always pops in my head, I'm sorry, Fate Collide Line or Prisma Ilya. I had a really great prospect of a story in that first season, and then the rest of it was fan service. We've done it for three or four or more seasons and it's just the same thing it's more and more fan service that is a prime and most extreme example i have of too much fan service you've you've given up all story to focus on let's go to the beach let's go to the the onsen let's go to the 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 festival let's go to the beach again <laughs> so yeah i mean and i've i've had and i and it's it's difficult for me to answer really because i've had that that change from uh, not accepting any fan service to uh, to dealing with a lot of it or just ignoring it or at, in some cases actually enjoying it. Um, but I used to have that case at Samurai Brides. I'm just nothing but fan service and I can't really enjoy anything. I give up on it. Uh, don't know how I sat through that triage x recently don't ask me but <laughs> like i said things are changing a little bit and one more well, the, 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 but see the question then becomes i mean is it possible to have i mean but use a fan service can for fan story service purposes? can can you have fan service without destroying the idea of story being portrayed to you can you have a fan service dis- i mean let's let, let's say um an onsen episode We've got all the girls lined up on a on a on a on a bunch of rocks, and they're talking about this deep concept that's involved in the story. Would well, that yeah, ruin the, the onsens are really an excuse to get the characters together, have personal conversation between characters. It gets them away from everybody else, isolated, and they just it's it's like a, a confessional location. They just sit there and they confess everything that's going on with them. Ooh, you like this guy? Because they're not around that guy. Yeah, I kind of like that guy. Or can we make it through the situation? Or uh, are you okay from our previous fight? Yada, yada, yada. It's, it's always that element of sitting there and kind of divulging things. But I've also seen cases where you have you're a very serious situation very serious themes are going on, and then there's a butt, or there's a chest, or it's fleeing open, or 
trying to be serious with me when you're obviously showing me something else. I mean, I, I've seen both sides of it, so I can I can justify it in one case, but I can't in another. I it's 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 one of those things that I I I generally I I can see it, it to a point, but at the same time, generally. In most cases, I'm I'm trying to take in what's being said to me in a lot of cases. So, and, and when things are on the screen, it, that that's just generally eye candy for the for the most part. I mean, from from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, I'm watching it because I enjoy seeing the animation. Um, mm, yeah, the animation. The animation, exactly. Mm, uh huh. From all angles. <laughs> but as as it as it is, I'm generally not i i don't find it as distracting i just i don't i i could care less now i have had points where something's going on and it's completely broken but it's usually a bad balance between seriousness and comedy not necessarily seriousness and fan service now all issues versus fan service yeah, yeah gotcha. it, it, it it's so I mean, if the comedy just happens to be fan service, it's 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 the same situation. It doesn't matter if it's fan service or comedy. It's it's seriousness versus comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's the issue with a lot of shows. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. Where I think it, it was a case where it was very distracting and annoying at first. But I, it's I think it's a case of just becoming desensitized to it. No matter how I really kind of put it. Um. Yeah, was that all? You, was that all your points? Is that is that what you got? It goes into shortcut, which we already pretty much hit that. Yeah, also, um, I also kind of put that there was the fan service kind of lends itself to being something that is put between those story points. I mean, just to kind of give you fluff, as you said earlier. Yeah, um, we we hit the can it be nullified by fan service? Um, can a show strike a balance between fan service and content? Most of the time, it doesn't really pull it off because we always have that situation, like we mentioned before, where, yeah, it, it, we we watch a show and it has that element in there, and we usually end up either ignoring or accepting the having the fan service in there. Whereas most people will show us quite often that it is bothersome, like. We can see it and we go, yeah, this is bouncing well because we're enjoying this. Where somebody else watches it and they go, wow, that was a butt shot and everything. Uh, but the the big example really was where we watched Punchline. And it had this whole long period of time where they were doing a lot of fan service. And we were, we were okay with it. And we watched the rest of the show and we go, man, this had a great story. And it came out to something really great. And we knew at that time, though, this was a different case where we knew at that time... There's so many people that are never going to watch this. They're never going to see what this turns out to be because they did the whole bait and switch thing in the most worst way possible because the people that would want this really deep story completely missed it because they opened it up with all the fan service. Whereas if people wanted fan service and they got it in those first few episodes, they didn't get any of it later on. So it was like a we really enjoyed it, but a lot of other people, they obviously had that issue where that turn them off and they just turned off and went away kind of thing so can they strike it i i don't it's it doesn't really happen because you're either going to be offended by it you're not and people that aren't going to be offended by it uh 
it's something that they just have accepted already. So you can't really say that it's striking good balance because they already they're already on full board. I, I I'd have to agree. I mean, you either you you're either okay with fan service or you're not okay with fan service. And I think that the for those of us who are see now. Me coming at it, I, I come at it from a slightly different angle because, like, I, I don't really care about fan service. It's there. I, 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 I acknowledge that it's a part of this industry, and it's like you're not going to get away from it. It, it either accept it or don't. I mean, you you miss out on a lot of shows to be, because of that. I mean, it's the worst medium if you don't like fan service yeah. <laughs> because most of the stuff is sold by that. And the, the way I look at it is. When 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 I find a good balance is usually generally when I'm not going. Dang, I've I've seen her panties fifty billion and one time now. Um, so I mean that's about the that time that I, fifty billion and second time actually. Okay, I, I lost count after fifty billion. So <laughs> you weren't too far off. <laughs> I I I it 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 comes down to for me a balance would be. Once I hit that point where I'm going, okay, this is way too much. I'm getting, I'm getting tired of it. Whereas most of the time, I don't really give a crap about it. It's there. It, it's a part of the industry. I'm used to it. Does that make sense? It, 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 my balance is usually once it gets to the point where I'm, I'm going, okay, this is too much. Then I'm, I'm, I'm probably getting a little turned off. So a balance is very, very fluid for me. If, if. If you want to call it that, I, I don't know how else to put it. It's once I get to a certain point, it's like now I'm getting tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I, I guess it's something we should have put up there with the levels area, which would probably have extended that segment a lot more. Is that where do you find the the sweet spot? And I, I we kind of mentioned this before at some point. I don't know, we might not have. I guess my best point is is that I I I wish that anime had more subtlety and more left to the imagination because uh, it was some point back in the day there was this this idea of uh, just peaks, just, just little bits here and there kind of thing. Whereas now we're just kind of full-blown. They're always naked. They're always half-naked. There's there's blurries everywhere. Uh, they've, they've transitioned from just being a little naughty to being... How can we get them to buy the Blu-ray? Well, let's do white bars and then sell in the Blu-ray. So, I guess we've 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 gotten, in my opinion, we've gotten worse in the sense that I miss the subtlety, I miss the the uh, leaving things to the imagination, the little peaks, and don't really particularly like the idea of every show that I'm watching has bright bars everywhere. I'm wondering if there's an uncensored version. Uh, it's distracting. It's all over the place. It's more distracting than the actual <laughs> nudity, mm-hmm. and that's that's the sad thing is that we've we've gotten to the point now where basically these shows are dive they're they're devolving into advertisements. That's all they really become, and that's kind of disheartening. I mean, especially something like uh, 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 Sister New Devil, where it's like I don't. I don't. I don't think I could have watched this fully censored because it just seems like it is a big, huge banner saying "Buy my Blu-ray," and that's that's really bad. I remember uh, a long, long time ago a, a, a show where one of the opening scenes was this cute girl. She was running through town or something like that, and 
uh, cats going by and I don't know, wind caught her, her skirt and it popped, peaked up just a little bit. And she turned around and looked at the cat and said, etchy. And it moved on. And that was the, probably the only fan service that I remember in that show. I don't remember what show it was, but Sailor Moon. I know it wasn't <laughs> Sailor Moon because that never happened. Um, but no, the, the, the idea is, okay, I, I take that back. There was some some panty shots in, in Sailor Moon. <sighs> it was in the Japanese version that we never got. <laughs> but because no. I totally know what show you because she was going upstairs, wasn't she? No, no, upstairs. this was. I think no. it was a hill. It was outside. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to dig for it that much. <laughs> it just randomly popped in my head a scene like that with a cat. And uh, at any rate, the um, the. Uh, the idea is that, yeah, I, I agree with Andrew. I If I want to get some real true fan service shows, I want to go and find fan service shows. But I for the for the most part, I, I don't need it all the time, and I think that's where the that balance thing is coming in. I'm not I'm not bashing fan service. I, I like I said, I don't really care. Uh, it's it's a part of the industry. I'm used to it. Yeah, but my, my point really is the. It does have a very strict progress, and it's sad. It's sad sometimes when that mixes too much. I will admit, punchline. I wish that it, I almost wish they didn't have all that fan service at the beginning, just so that people could have enjoyed the rest of the show. Um, but it's a it's an issue when that kind of stuff comes up, where it's almost like they're mixing genres. I mean, it should be here is the hentai shows, here is the shows about a story. Um, and when you kind of start mixing the two in that middle area, you get cases where it's too much. It's a blur fest. They want you to buy the Blu-ray and everything else gets sacrificed. And then you have the ones where it's just little peaks and it's just a little etchy. And then you have the ones in the middle where it's usually com- comedies and stuff like that or or your uh, – it's usually the comedies. But it's it's trying to figure out where you want to stand in that that margin and it seems like that's getting great more and more as more shows in every season seem to be more adept to the idea of having more and more fan service so i think more than ever people are going to have to eventually decide if they want that or not or to kind of move on or peek in and every now and then to the the industry and say which ones don't have a bunch of fan service give me a list <laughs> cuz that's a sad thing but i can see that being a possibility for yep. some people. So I, my last my last point is marketing, and that's really what all of this boils down to. Um, the questions are, you know, what sells figures, what sells manga, what sells DVDs. Uh, when it all comes down to it, um, a lot of this stuff, w- what we generally are coming around to is, for the most part, sex sells, and no matter how you look at it, they're marketing. They are trying to sell something to you. Um, they're trying to sell you a manga. They're trying to sell you a DVD. They're trying to sell you figures. Figures, figures are big money for them um, because it's generally a PVC figure. There's not a lot of input. They get they pay an artist to design something, and then they mass produce them and they sell those things to you and. So when it comes down to it, the more the more appealing that character is, the more likely you're going to buy it. 
they have to sell that character to you. So what do they do? They I almost I almost want to look into the sales figures because technically <laughs> that was totally a pun in there that I wasn't intended. I want to look at the sales figures because it seems like there's a lot of cases where when I talk to people about buying figures and stuff, they're buying figures of characters who have a lot of development and they have a lot of attachment to. Uh one example that pops my mind is uh, Kimino Oso or, or uh, Your Lion April. Was there fan service in that show, really? I mean, they had that one scene where he was there at the wrong time and her skirt went up. And they didn't and really she show got, that. But they didn't show it. And that was it. There was no real fan service in that show. But there's so many people that love that character. When that figure came out, two uh, main figures that we've seen, everybody I, was eating up. I, I could almost guarantee you Kagakoko or... What's her face would probably Linda would be sucked up. I, I think they actually have a Kago Coco pick, uh, figure out there. I would eat it up. Well, I mean, I, my point is really that it just seems like I guess it's just the people. That, I mean, this a lot of this stuff can be an issue with just being in a uh, a, a tunnel of people and and just hearing what they have to say. Whereas that's why I want. I wish I can have the sales figures because technically, when I look at my shelves, I mean, I'll, besides maybe Haneko. Uh, uh, most all my char- all the figures that I have are characters that are developed because they're good characters. They had little to no fan service in the show, and I grew attached to the character and wanted the figure for them. I wonder, and I know that there these other ones like Tula Rue. I I've seen so many of those figures that are just so desirable because they're just they're sexy. I'm sorry, um, and I wonder if those kind of figures sell really easy. Are they easy sells to sell those figures or? Is there more into well-developed characters? But then again, if you think about sales figures for series or sales for actual series, it's shown in that a lot of fan service type shows end up selling a lot. Uh, well, the only I, real break from that is stuff like you know uh, I, your I, your Kyoani or your foodable kind of stuff. I, I seem to remember some uh, some particular. Um, discussion involving a list of shows that didn't make a lot of money and 95% of those shows that didn't make any money are are generally considered decent shows but they're shows that are not really harem um yeah they're serious shows they're serious shows that I've seen that way too many times where yeah, I'm like that show was really good why didn't it sell that well exactly because it's not they're not figure seller shows yeah. they're they're shows that are actually telling there's no the story. waifu there Exactly. There's no waifu. People want the Blu-ray of the waifu. They want the figure of the waifu. And exactly. a good way of selling the waifu to people is a fan service. We just we just answer the question. Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, before we kind of uh, conclude, I, I was hoping that you wouldn't transition that. My biggest, real biggest thing I that I want to throw in I just I did my last sure points. you didn't conclude. I was just doing my last points. Now we're going sure to we Andrew's last points. Um. As I was, as he was kind of making a lot of these notes, and I was kind of preparing myself, the thing that I want to do is start writing down example of shows. And uh, what I end up doing is I ran into a very topical subject for something like this. Um, my main list was to kind of give examples of different things, like the bait and switch. We have, a, we've already mentioned punchline is a huge example of that. Um, I kind of questioned it to Chris if Samurai Brides and High School DXD would be in the the idea of bait and switch. Uh, but he kind of mentioned that it was kind of fell in the place of my other category. It's out of place. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the ones that you really question if you, if your tolerance level can accept it. Uh, I think free is probably another bait and switch. A lot of people, a lot of 
people that like the pecs and stuff might be drawn to free, and then you get something that is, from what I've understood, is actually a good story. So I've been wanting to watch it for a while now, but especially uh, so being Kyo Annie, I can see you soaking yeah. that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, there's another one that's, it fills gaps and, and, and is a mean of entertainment. So these are shows where you have a plot line and they throw the fan service in between to fill in the gaps. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins did a good job of it every now and then. It would have a goofy little fan service moment with uh, uh, the characters and naughty things they do. Uh, well, and and that's a, that, one, that one's another good good example of a, it striking a great balance between fan service and and uh and uh story right depending on your your tolerance level uh bakamonogatari we've already mentioned that uh katana Gatari, which uh, technically is kind of the same uh same kind of people there Cheerio. Uh, <laughs> saikano how to raise a boiling girlfriend kind of mentioned that earlier they did a really good job of kind of just throwing them in there every now and then uh there's the next category is it's the point like that that's the whole point of the whole thing so if you're upset about the fan service you need to go away because this is the whole purpose of the show is for the fan service. Uh, recent examples, Valkyrie drive or Valkyrie drive mermaid, uh, kiss exists. You might as well be hentai. Actually, that would be in that category. Uh, Hineko, the perviness is the, the point of the, the gist of it, even though they do have some pretty good moments in there. Uh, high school, of the dead, as much as we want a zombie show, that was not a zombie show. That was fan service show, uh, more action and, and, and fan service. There was story in there. Uh, <laughs> Bakamatsu rock, Give it, give it to the other side there. If you, if you want your guys, that's definitely a lot of its purpose was that. Even though you did have your little JRPG final moments, where go on ahead, I'll take care of this guy. It was a magical girl, <laughs> a magical girl. <laughs> uh, and I also threw that in there triage X. I, I mentioned that earlier. That, that's kind of the point too: action and fan service. Uh, last one I have before my big main subject is it's out of place, and again, this depends on the tolerance level. Uh, Samurai Brides, again, I mentioned that. High School DXD, those were Chris were kind of putting that in there. Uh, Sound of the Sky uh, is a very good example of a show where I didn't like how they put that in there. And that kind of goes along the same lines as characters that you kind of see as youngish. Um, but they had moments where it was just kind of, they were in their panties and you're kind of wondering why. But I guess it goes along with School Live too, where you have randomly out of nowhere, they're in this room together, they're comfortable in that room, um, and they're suddenly in their panties. There was... Uh... The one with the guy and the three little girls. Uh, listen to me, girls. I'm your father. Yes. Uh, I was looking up there to see if I could find it on your wall. <laughs> um, that that one was one of those shows that... Our, my walls are my our Google. Yeah, it's our <laughs> Google. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those weird ones. I never felt like it was a fan service-y type show. Um, it had uncomfortable moments, but it was... The, it was uncomfortable i guess kind of like i did a soggy drop do the same thing i mean it had her running around and in, 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 her, in, in her underwear and it was uncomfortable but it wasn't it wasn't like 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 we were talking about with hakua it's like yeah it's there it's it's annoying but i almost it, you know, i almost I, brought up the listen to me girls i'm your father because it was really the reason why i had a, such a struggle with that show is that i again i seen that show as this is this guy taking care of children he was he he became their guardian, and I I respect it for that because I've been in that situation of taking care of of uh, of kids for babysitting, and then it had this whole moment where you brought in this other character, and this is the reason the only reason I didn't like that show was they had oh, this the, other the character, Otaku guy, yeah, the Otaku guy who was constantly he was basically a lollicon, and he was constantly trying to push them into 
uh, into, into like a sexual idea. And that's where it kind of got uncomfortable for me. Whereas something, again, like Showman Sample, I didn't have that issue with Hakua because they're not really I could flat out say that that show could totally do without that guy. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, Kur and I is another idea, uh, con- an idea of a show where, again, we don't know their, their intentions, but it has this element of a guy taking care of a very young girl. And yeah, she is kind of uh, changing every now and then, and you have that kind of awkwardness there. But again, I see it as a guy's taking care of this young girl. Again, I don't know the intention of who's doing it, but that it, it works for me because I just see her as being a child that he's taking care of. Uh, and again, we're going right back into that really uneasy discussion matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the 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 uh, listening to me girls. That's definitely a good za- example alongside a hog and I and those other ones of that. Is it fan service or is it just innocence? And and see that I guess that's the that's the problem. Is it's like I don't think these shows even. I, I want I want to think that there's all these people with all these shows that we've mentioned. Hog and I, uh, listen to me, girls, on your father, Kur and I, uh, Usagi drop. Um, I want to I want to hope that all these cases they had good intentions in mind and parental uh, intentions in mind. I'm kind of a little bit leery on listen to me, girls, on my, I'm your father, just because they had the Lollicon character in there. He kind of threw in there that that you you just broke that element of innocence with that character whereas like a soggy drop even barring the manga uh has this element of of innocence and i like that these shows can bring in innocence and show a good story with innocence uh wolf children i love that show because of the innocence that they have in those characters i love innocence in shows well uh, uh did the exact same thing and then yeah, randomly innocent. there there was this random scene and it's like yeah they did something with that, that character that and it was like beach scene it, it it completely knocked me out of the 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 show for a moment because i was i i remember that th- specifically saying i cannot believe they just did that and i i think you ended up Is watching that- a little later and you were like uh, oh now i know what it was or something like that yeah and, it's it's like a like I said, I, I hope that they have these innocent intentions in mind because I love that element of innocence in anime. And it sucks that with with most cases that if they do do this stuff in innocence, it's probably going to be misconstrued by everybody as being, oh, oh, pedophiles, lollicons. And it's like, are they not allowed to have innocence in a show? Right. And even in a case like Barakamon, I'm not defending that versus something else because, like I said, uh, listen to me, girls, I'm your father. That was clearly spelt what they were doing there. But with Barakamon, even though it bothered me a lot, I almost had this idea of even though it bothered me, there is this all this, this element of, yeah, technically you could be standing on a beachside watching some um, some kids mess around and then have a teenage girl have uh, show a very young girl something that's inappropriate and you go, don't show her that. Was that what they were going for? That you're watching the show going, don't show her that. Like a parental, they're 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 just kind of showing it. Like, yeah, it, it happens. It, it's a hard. I, it's a, I, I it's a agree. Hard thing I more, agree. And it, it is one one of those things. It's like, okay, if 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 the girl doesn't know, does is if the girl knows, is it innocence? Uh, no, it's not because the girl to to show innocence. Technically, the girl has no clue what it is. So, yeah, in a way, when she picks that thing up and. Yeah, it's showing an innocence, and at the same time, it, pixel- it bothered me. 
Huh? They pixelated it, didn't they? No. It was, they pixelated it. It, it, was, it was just that she squeezed it and stuff came out. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, yeah. I didn't need that. So, but yeah. I think that I, goes along the, lines, the same lines as, and that's what I'm getting at, is I think it goes along the same lines as, like, they were hitting a lot of things that kids do. They did the bug catching thing. They were going off the beach and they were having fun. And maybe and if that's she just found, one of those cases. If she found it that, out in maybe the water. That's just something in in beaches that often these kids that he, maybe the writer just is recalling that yeah when you go down the the beach side a lot of kids mess with those things yeah i mean again was there ill intent meant you never really know for certain that's what kind of sucks is having that that gray area exactly where you want to hope that they don't have bad intentions right it's just you wish you didn't do it <laughs> exactly <laughs> um Sorry, I cut you off, sort of. It was, no, no, I, it was it, just a random side. I, to get us back on onto the 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 road, uh, I in the out of place you mentioned uh, you mentioned the two that I had brought up: the Samurai Bride and the High School DxD. These are shows that, for the most part, I mean, it, a lot of people will you'll hear people say constantly, uh, uh, "High School DxD." It's really a good story. Uh, yeah, it's got all that crap in there but it is a really good story and 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 when when andrew had mentioned okay does, does it does it belong up in the in the bait and switch and i'm like well yeah it does it does but at the same time there's something in there that that if if you were to take out all the fan service you'd probably knock it down to like 10 episodes the i mean there's three seasons out there and you can knock it down to 10 episodes but one of the interesting things is is that there's there's interesting lore involved in that storyline. There's interesting uh, uh, mechanics that are in that world, and there's different things that are going on. But then you have this other aspect of okay that they brought in involving, and it's a lot like um, uh, the show that we're watching now, the, the Sister New Devil, is like. Yeah, they're using this aspect to make it in uh, as a mechanic for that world. Is it necessary? No, not really. But it it adds that little bit of extra spice to it. And unfortunately, they go a little bit overboard with the spice. But <laughs> but it is there, you know. And that's and that's and now with Samurai Bride, it's a totally different animal. Yeah, it is. It does have the 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 interesting concepts. It has the the interesting lore, and it does have this interesting aspect of how the mechanics work in the world. But this one is on a different animal as far as how the fan service is incorporated. Um, it's almost like I'm looking at it as an art piece in in that respect. And yeah, there in the in the second season, it does get more fan servicey more than artsy does that make sense mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean is no matter how you look at it it's 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 there i i don't i don't dissuade and say no it's not there it, it, i acknowledge it fully it is i think that uh samurai girls and samurai bride is a beautiful show um and high school DXD is just an interesting world. I guess is the best way to put it. I guess the best example I have that's similar to that is probably going to be the Sister New Devil, where it's like, yay! Finally, there's actually a purpose to what they're doing with the fan service. But at the same time, technically, when you look outside of that, it's hard to find exactly what else that story has and how you can suggest it. So, 
Uh, of course, we mentioned that mostly in our, our first impression, so I won't re-divulge all that. Uh, the other ones I have is Vivid Red Operation. That one's I've, one that I've struggled with quite a few times to get into just because, again, I mentioned before, the sunrise through the cross shot. I mean, it's it's these girls' butts are in your face constantly, and they do seem like very young characters. And so I would tell you that it definitely seems out of place because I want to... I want to see the cute and magical, cool take they have on the magical girl element. Uh, and I've already mentioned Fate Collide Liner 50 million times, so you guys don't want to hear me talk about that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my biggest one that this, all, this list ended up cropping up was a case of, again, I went to bait and switch. I went through, uh, it fills in the gaps for entertainment. It's the point of the show uh, when it doesn't fit. Cases where fans, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say this and I'm going to correct it. Cases where fan service serves a purpose. How I'm going to correct is I'm going to technically take fan service out of there because to say fan service, it's a case of something that would be good and you're like, ooh, I want to see this. Um, it's cases where the elements of fan service, uh, nudity, etchy, uh, hentai, uh, cases where sexual situations happen that are technically often violent and ser- or serve a purpose or are very serious. Things where this is nothing to do with fans. This is something to tell a story. Yes, this stuff. And I, that's really the, the beat, deep thing that this came up with. Is like I, I told Chris, I was like, I don't think there's a case where fan service serves a purpose. And then I thought to myself, yeah, technically it does, but it's not fan service. It's, it's something that is sexual. It's something that is uh, erotic. It's something that is... Uh, nudity that is serving a purpose it's telling a story um it is the for the purpose to show darkness in a world it's for the showing a darkness in a character and it's also to show the brokenness in characters and that's what this list kind of came up from um so i i do want to point out that there's cases where this stuff actually does serve a purpose i want to and it, it's it's often annoying because i'll often see a show where something happens to serve a purpose and then I was end up seeing a review where, or somebody comment on it on Twitter or something like that where they, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. This is just sexualizing this character. It happened so many times when we were watching Fate, uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works where there is a a situation that's happening, uh, like namely a, a case where a character is, is tied up on a chair and another character comes up and, you know, puts their hand on their her leg. It's like... This that turns into oh my gosh this is just to turn people on it's like no this is supposed to produce a uncomfortable feeling, and this goes right back to my our, our my previous statement about you're you're assuming that people aren't going to find uh something uh erotic or uh a turn on with anything in the world there's always going to be somebody that will find something that is very modest and clean to be uh erotic. So, my question is, what is the intention in the scene? This scene was to make you feel uncomfortable. It wasn't to make, wasn't to be fanservice-y, and that's the problem there. Uh, and there was another scene with, uh, with Saber and uh, how she was, when she was captured by Caster, I'll just say that. That scene was purposely made to break Saber. It wasn't necessarily there to be erotic. It was to be uncomfortable. And it sucks that I don't I don't know the full intention. There's definitely an intention there. the the original uh, The original source material was very open about having uh, a lot of mature content. So there's obvious things there. But what I see in that scene was an uncomfortable. 
and that's what kind of sucks is that it's automatically flagged as fan service. <laughs> I yeah. guess it's the problem there. Um, the other one I have is Akira. Akira, uh, they had a scene where uh, it was one of those cases of showing how uh, kind of violent and dark the world was. They had a, a situation where somebody uh, captures one of the girls from their, their bike gang and, and rips off her clothes, and you see her, her chest bare open. That wasn't to be fan service That was to show how dark this world was and how basically how people just kind of att- would would just take a girl like that. Like, it's a very violent world. Uh, next one I have is uh, Fruit of Gassiah. I, I haven't really gotten fully into all of this stuff on Fruit of Gassiah. I know there's a lot of really kind of serious moments in there with, with sexual content. Um, but it is one of those cases where they chose to tell a lot of good... St- I don't know if they're good stories yet. <laughs> they tell a lot of good stories that are kind of necessary to have a sexual content in it. Um, I remember namely from the the show itself, they got into the uh, the the bus wreck, as I'll say, and and what was all involved in that situation. And it 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 was showing a lot of breakdown and uh, darkness of human nature, kind of stuff in that. Uh, so it was telling a story. Uh, you brought up Maria Virgin Witch. I definitely was was one. That yeah, was, it yeah, had, that's fit. And it had a, a a very very uncomfortable scene and. I, I mean, a lot of people, you could kind of guess, most people could probably guess what it is uh, just based on the synopsis. Yeah, if you look at the synopsis, you'll know what it is. Yeah, you know what it is. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, I a lot of people just turned off from the beginning of the show just because of certain particular characters in the show. And they and thought Rhea it was, was very scantily clad. Yeah, it was just a. A lot of people oh, just dumped it. Was very. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but yeah, was, that was a case was where a, the, was, the the succubus and I. I didn't like the humor that was brought from that because it, it was very crude. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, I can see it's a succubus. That's yeah, what, that's what the succubus does. Okay. Right. And 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 that's and that's and that's one of those things. It's like I I I understand what what people were upset about, I, but I enjoyed the show. And once once the show got going, I I truly fell in love with the show, and then that certain particular scene came, and it told an interesting twist to the story, and it broke characters, and it and it built characters, and those characters came out of it stronger, and I thought that was well done, and but yeah, it, it is a. It wasn't a scene that was comfortable in any way. I was cringing watching that particular scene. Yeah. Um, definitely agree. Uh, Kokoro Connect was another one that kind of... It doesn't really show anything, but it does imply a certain character has gone through something, which I won't get into. Um, and that was not for sake of fan service. It was for sake of telling her story. Uh, I have not watched yet, but I do have on order, and it's coming in, is Mardok Scramble. And I've heard that it's a good story. Uh, it's a good show. And it is going to, the Blu-rays anyways, is going to involve a lot of uh, very mature content because technically the main character was uh, forced to have sex. And so that's uh, something where there's, uh, I'm hoping there's a story being told there. Again, I have not watched it yet, but I just want to throw that in there. Uh, Berserk got very, uh, very brutal, very uh, mature, and it was for a purpose. Again, showing the darkness of a world. Uh, Blood Plus... There is a very uncomfortable scene with involving uh, a young boy and another character who was kind of an antagonist of the main character, and that was it was uncomfortable. It was it was doing it for a purpose, and it told a story, which I think if you really dive into, is is pretty fascinating. 
but again, not not a comfortable thing. I don't think it's intended to be comfortable. Uh, Flowers of Evil. I was asking Chris. I'm pretty sure he's mentioned something about this. Um, Flowers it, of Evil. <laughs> Flowers of Evil. It, it it does have. It's 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 really uh, more of an introspective uh, study of uh, some of the darker emotions and. One of the aspects of that does delve into sexuality in, in, in younger stages of life and how that works in certain people's minds. And it is very dark, very brutal, and it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I take that back. It's not brutal. It's just, it's not sexy. (laughs) It's not exploiting it. Yeah. It's not exploiting. Uh, It's telling a story. Yes. Um, even though Andrew will never watch it, because rotoscope. Uh, I might, I might actually try it again here soon. Uh, welcome to the NHK. I threw this one in here because technically a lot of it does kind of serve the otaku-ness, uh, because it's telling us to, I haven't watched the entire thing. I've got about halfway through it, um, before I kind of I thought you watched down. the whole thing. <laughs> I want to think that I watched the whole thing, but it's one of those ones where I can only think in about halfway through it before my mind kind of starts I've only seen one or two episodes. Um. I remember things dancing around. <laughs> yeah, it, it it starts off with a guy that is a neat, and there's a girl trying to break people out of being neats, and he goes, to, she goes to him to try to help him, and it kind of it kind of shows a very dark side of him and how he's kind of a neat, and watching you know hentai playing hentai games, and then he starts acting like he's making a hentai game, and he has a neighbor who's very pervy, and it, I mean it gets into a lot of very pervy things, but yeah, it it kind of breaks itself in this regard it's a very gray area uh, but i wanted to put it in this list because it's really fascinating in that regard is that technically it's trying to tell a story and uh granted it's just like marduk's scandal i don't know if it does pan out to something in the end i'm hoping it does uh, i'll give it a shot again here eventually it's just it wasn't an easy show to watch when i first tried to watch it and i'm hoping that i'll be able to get through it this time because i've it's got a it, it seemed like it had something good there to say so yep um, that's all we got. Yes, that was, it is. My, that was my little run through there. I guess in the end, again, we want to kind of hit the points. It's like, uh, yeah, we do realize that saying that you accept certain things or me saying that I like the little panty shots. It's def- technically pervy. All this stuff is pervy. Uh, granted, minus the stuff that I was mentioning at the end there. Uh, those are kind of the, the excerpt, uh, and the franchise stuff that we were talking about with technical, uh, serving the fans with cameos and stuff that's technically not pervy either but it, it's definitely difference from very different person to different person um it's difficult to talk about because you don't know the intention of uh the writer uh sometimes it's blatantly obvious sometimes it's not sometimes it's too much sometimes it's not uh, but in the end it's just something that you you deal with or you don't um and hoping that there's some cases where it doesn't completely ruin a show for you because there's there's a lot of cases where there's a good there's a good story in there it's just you gotta muddle through the rest of it to get to it. That's why we're here, though. We yeah. tell you, we, we do the reviews and we go, "Man, that punchline! Just get past them first episodes and you're good." <laughs> and a lot of this is is it's it's one of those things. That I, I I hope that I mean at least we've given you some things to think about. It's uh, I'm not I'm not justifying fan service. I'm not justifying lollycon. I'm not justifying. Um, uh, rape or anything like that it, it it all encompasses this industry um in and remember that 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 these are stories that are trying to be told to people and 
whether you agree with what the writer's intent was, or if you if you believe that the writer was trying to say this, or if you believe that the writer's trying to say that, take it for what it is. I mean, it's this is all supposed to be an entertainment medium. Remember that in a lot of cases. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that that concludes our fan service. We finally did a fan service episode. We've 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 opened ourselves up to everybody and hopefully we're not labeled perverts for the rest of our hopefully lives. Hopefully nobody hates me now. <laughs> we'll never become president. No. We can we can at least we can at least establish that. We're not going to become president. So, <laughs> we're good there. Don't ever want to worry about us running. Um but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed that um or didn't enjoy it. I don't know. Either way. Um but uh it definitely got it definitely got real. Yeah. Hopefully we'll never have to talk about fan service again until we review Valkyrie Drive. <laughs> and that one's gonna be fun. Devil and it's, uh, showman sample and so many shows anymore. All right, thank you for all of listening. Uh, again, we're at talkerspirit.com. You can go there for our news review. It covers a new old anime as well as our form at the top. Um, Patreon links and social media links on the right side. We thank all of our Patreon uh, supporters for their support. Uh, our outro is going to be ultra. Is it going to be ultra? Or is it going to be an echo? That one. I like that one better. Okay, well, the, the, the other like one's Hineko. good. Hineko's cute. Hineko's cute, but that one's more fan service. She rubbed her face like a cat. <laughs> that one's more fan service though. Ultra, super, hyper, miracle, romantic by Mirie uh, Shikshima and Mamori Tokonome. And that is from... Valkyrie Drive. Valkyrie Drive. That's right. Choo choo. He's been wanting me to do that outro for a long time, so <laughs> I'll give it to him. Uh, we thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed, and you all take care. Os. Zetai Ryo Uiki. Ryo Uiki? Is that what it is? Ryo Uiki. Yeah, that's what we were trying to figure out was the, the area between the stocking and the skirt. The absolute zone. The absolute zone. <laughs> no, I found it funny because I, I was like, what the heck was that called? And I look it up and sure enough, this weird... Apparently, it's 
an homage to the AT fills in Neon Jizz Evangelion. Now that's interesting. I'm never going to look at Neon Jizz Evangelion <laughs> the same again because all I'll think of is use the AT fill. I'm going to go. It's that zone between the the stocking and the skirt. You cannot go absolute territory. We're weird. Anyways. 